0: The following podcast is a BE and e Network exclusive. The opinions expressed in Nerds on the Left do not necessarily reflect those of the b and Podcast Network or any affiliated podcasts. Enjoy the show. Welcome to another episode of nerds on the left. I as always am Rodney and I'm sitting here with Mike. I'm still alive guys. Yeah, it's welcome. Welcome back to to the podcast and welcome to 2017. I haven't seen you since uh, last year.
1: Yeah, uh, my muggle ass missed the month of magic. I was really depressed.
0: Yeah, I know. I'm so sorry. It was a lot of fun. Uh, we had, uh, all kinds of decorations and I swear to God, I think I've gained like 15 magical pounds because of all the, the, what, what were some of the things we even had? I don't, I don't even remember. I've, e- I've eaten it all and forgotten.
1: Don't look at me. I wouldn't hear.
0: Um, no month of magic was a lot of fun and I'm sorry you missed it. Uh, we missed you, but, um, but we got, we got work to do. We got to crank out another podcast for 2017. The first year of the Trump reign
1: Yep, uh, all hail the emperor, I guess. Uh,
0: I, I'm, I'm using comrade a lot more in greeting people. Hello, comrade. <laughs> I just want to fit in yeah, in 2017. I, mean, so, I guess it
1: wouldn't be camp, it would be the gulag, huh? What? Well, we're going to be thrown in after uh, oh, yeah, Trump yeah, and Putin the shit. Yeah. shit. definitely gulag,
0: yeah. I don't know what the difference is between a camp and a gulag, but gulag sounds worse.
1: It really does. So
0: I assume that that's where we're going to be. What have you been up to, sir? I know you've been working a lot.
1: Yeah, um, right now I'm still having PTSD flashbacks for, with Amazon boxes because I think we, just uh, my UPS center alone shipped, uh, I think it was 1.1 million boxes. Holy shit. And mine's not the biggest center around here.
0: I'm really sorry because I think like 50 of those boxes were mine.
1: A good chunk of them were mine too, I mean, it's the way of the future, no one wants to actually go outside and run into people when they're shopping
0: no no definitely not it's me terrible
1: and uh, especially with this
0: weather like how cold is it right now in texas i know it's like tonight it's supposed to be like the high is 24 or something like that and raining yeah,
1: yeah. not even snow we get fucking rain
0: yeah we get freezing rain not snow just rain that hurts when it hits your skin
1: <laughs> so you know all the negative effects of winter nothing fun
0: yeah, I I I feel like it's been forever since we've had an episode. Even though, technically, I think we missed maybe two episodes, and it wasn't even back to back. Well, Weeks. it's been forever
1: since I've had an episode. Well,
0: I know you, I know that, but um,
1: but no, Case just, almost it almost soured me on the podcast altogether. Oh
0: yeah, you just weren't even going to come back. <laughs> just, ah, no. fuck it. Um,
1: no, we let the trolls take over, just like we did the country.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, Melissa and I actually um. We, we went on a little mini vacation over the new year.
1: Oh, you got to go on vacation. Yeah.
0: While you were super busy at work, I was vacationing.
1: Got to say, I kind of hate you guys right now.
0: It's all right. Because um, if you think it's cold here, <laughs> where we went, uh, very cold. Uh, we went to Canyon, Texas, um, which they promote themselves as the Grand Canyon of Texas because it's this giant canyon. And I actually learned a lot about it. Um, from pamphlets and stuff it was really weird um it was one of the last uh, battlegrounds for an indian tribe around that area oh that's cool kind of because if you if you delve into it at all um basically they stole all the the horses uh from this indian tribe and killed them all <laughs> and then without horses
1: and by cool i'm horrifying hunt.
0: oh yeah yeah no it's horrible it's great scenery but very very sad history
1: well, I guess it proves Trump right: immigrants are bad. <laughs> yeah, there you
0: go. Uh, um, no, but we had a lot of fun and um, saw a lot of stuff we've never seen before. Um, saw windmills, like really? Yeah, actual windmills. So,
1: are we talking
0: like big, giant electric?
1: Oh, for sustainable wind energy? Yes, energy? Wow. Yes, yes, yes. In Texas?
0: Yeah, I, I had no clue, but apparently they are all over. Uh, north texas that's
1: like you know when i found the tesla station at the cracker barrel yeah yeah. just does not compute
0: <laughs> yeah what is this futuristic energy source i don't understand it i saw a tumbleweed for the first time ever like a stereotypical
1: tumbleweed that's kind of cool
0: yeah visited a couple buckies yeah okay. if you've never been to a buckies um you should, should go so over the break did you uh did you get anything cool for christmas anything nerdy
1: yeah, I got the uh, Collected Works of Hayao Miyazaki, which is uh, the founder of Studio Ghibli. Um, you would know him from probably Princess Mononoke, uh, My Neighbor Totoro.
0: Something out of a Floating Castle? Yeah, house,
1: house Moving Castle. Yeah, okay. Spirited Away. And These are I was all honestly things? Enough to have a month of Miyazaki since I missed a month of Magic.
0: Oh, I don't think I could handle that. But I do want to borrow this from you because I am... <sighs> I'm like... A a beginner for I want to call it hentai it's definitely not hentai no. it's anime <laughs> like why no. did hentai pop into my head
1: because you are a terrible person
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah but I'm, I'm way behind on anime like there's very few that I've ever seen uh, and even less that I've enjoyed
1: well Miyazaki's definitely the way to go it's
0: I hear good things I hear nothing but good things uh, is he also the Totoro uh, yes okay
1: that's yeah. why I said my neighbor Totoro
0: Oh, did you already say that? I did. See, that's where I got it from then. <laughs> um, but no, I, I, I definitely want to borrow those. I would put once Miyazaki's the,
1: film up against anything, you know, any of the famous Disney movies they've ever made.
0: Oh, really? Yes. That's strong. Well, once the the, sh- the newness wears off, yes, I will borrow those from you. Um, or are we could have a movie day. I, I don't hey, care. I just, I just need to watch them all. Because uh, that's, that's definitely a part of my nerddom that is lacking. Like anything anime.
1: I mean, for the most part, I'm kind of with you. I know the, you know, the popular stuff. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've seen Naruto. On unfortunately, it's you know, is it not good? I mean, it's all right. I don't, I don't hate it, but it's it follows every anime trope I've ever met, and I've I've seen DBZ, so I don't. Yeah. So it's basically there's a big villain. He kicked our ass. We have to train harder to beat him. We beat him. There's a, you know, that last villain, he was a bitch compared to this guy. Yeah.
0: So it's just increasingly more difficult fights.
1: It's like, oh, I'm watching an MMO grind. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And then they work out for four episodes and then fight again.
1: And then, you know, at least it's not DBZ where they're spending two episodes just screaming and powering up. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Dragon Ball Z does that, have that problem because that's one of the few that I've, I've kind of scene. Just
1: watch DBZ Abridged. It's more fun anyway.
0: Yeah, that's what I hear. Like, because it cuts out a lot of that superfluous... Well, uh, that's stra- a dragon...
1: <laughs> wow, you've got some lung power there, sir. Thank you. <laughs> <I> <laughs> that, think
0: that... Was that not accurate, though? Yeah, it's yeah pretty It's basically that
1: for like four episodes. Well, uh, DBZ Abridged isn't... You're thinking of Dragon Ball Z Kai bbz uh-huh. abridged is like a parody of dragon ball so it shows a story except they make fun of it the whole time and it's hilarious
0: really yeah okay yeah i need to watch that i because i i thought you were talking about the difference between the japanese and the american cuts um from what i understand which could be completely wrong but the dragon ball z in in actually like japan they had more extended scenes like that
1: they did but it was, and they and also it was cut differently well, the fights were a lot more violent. In the American shows, they never showed blood. They never really showed anything like that. Like uh-huh. they have this one character that gets a hole blown in his chest. You know, in the Japanese anime, you're seeing blood, you know, kind of pouring. out. It's not like super graphic cuz I think this was actually made in the early 90s. So there's just kind of blood leaking out. I think they turned they either turned it like bl- burn marks or they turned it purple or something.
0: I absolutely hate that. I yeah. hate censoring for Americans, like, timidness.
1: Which is weird because you would think we don't really have a problem with the graphic violence.
0: No, not at that's all. It's usually boobs. Yeah. Yeah. Female nipples. If you cut them off of her in a horror movie and put them on a male dude, you would not even know the difference. But because they're on oh, a Yeah, it was kind of a weird analogy. I'll, I'll cut that. But, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't understand where our our... Oh man, I don't even know the word for it. Like,
1: purdness, Puritanism. Yeah,
0: where did that come from?
1: Puritans like,
0: <laughs> from the beginning of the Religion. country. Yeah, it's oh, a good point. It's a good point. But I, I just, I don't see the value in it. Like, no, I, I much Honestly, prefer I, the European version.
1: Well, I, I figure no one's ever been that. I figured people be more traumatized by graphic violence than by you know sex i just i don't get that i never have
0: yeah like consensual sex on tv yeah i don't see any problem with that whatsoever no um but but yeah graphic violence there are all kinds of people that have a problem with violence that like yourself suffer from (laughs) ptsd um although they would probably get it legitimately as opposed to you just from working but (laughs) but no i definitely see like People being freaked out by that kind of stuff. I mean, it's why you usually don't show rape on TV.
1: Yeah, well, and then
0: because it's a violent sexual act.
1: I don't understand these same people that are completely fine with all these violence in movies get up in arms about violence in video games.
0: Oh, that—that's like a whole another just... arena. Yeah, it—it it, it makes me angry too. And actually, there's—I'm um, gonna—I'm gonna blank on the title, but there's a the first uncensored. Uh, game that has actual sex in it coming to steam really yeah what they did is they released for um, humble bundle um, Mm -hmm. or well on humble um gog no it wasn't gog it was it was a humble bundle
1: oh that's that's a whole other thing Yeah, yeah it's a
0: whole other thing if you haven't been to humble bundle please check it out because what they do is they they package books or video games or comics or anything that's cool just randomly you never know what they're going to do and then they put it out and you can donate um your full amount to charity so like you can buy part of it for a dollar you can get like three or four books or whatever and then if you pay more you get more obviously oh, cool. but you can do it um you can do a humble tip uh to, like to go to humble bundle the company you can do it all to charity or you can do it all to the the creators of the content, or mix and match however you want. Um, but it's a really cool way to to buy things and feel good like you're doing something, you know, because a part of every every purchase can go to charity.
1: Well, that's really cool. Uh,
0: me personally, I usually do it all to charity and the developers usually. Um, yeah. But you know, you can mix and match um, whatever you feel like.
1: I'm kind of surprised that's a, a sustainable business model, but
0: it's actually grown a lot. Um, I don't know how they do it, but now they also offer um, a monthly bundle that is just random games. You subscribe, and they just give you a bunch of free games every month. I say free, you got to pay the $15 a month, but you get um, a lot more. But the problem is the games that come with it, I own like (laughs) 7,000 Steam games. So whenever I see the Humble Bundles come out, I'm usually like, oh, I can't sign up for this because I would get six copies of games that I already have. Right. Um, so I mean, it's not for everybody but but it's definitely something worth checking out especially for their comic
1: books as a uh, present to myself for making aids in my finals i bought final fantasy 15 because i heard for once it seemed uh, square made a decent final fantasy game that hadn't happened in about a decade yeah so i wanted to see if it actually uh lived up to the hype and you know what it for the most part, it did. There, are, I definitely have a couple of gripes, but for the most part, I really enjoyed the game. It's probably the most fun I've had driving around doing absolutely nothing since Brutal Legend because the premise is you are this prince or whatever, and you're driving to meet your girl mm-hmm. to get married, but then the rival kingdom kills your dad, war breaks out, and you have to fulfill some prophecy i don't really want to go super into the story but a big part of it is you're driving around in your car to get to different places and the coolest thing is they have these little things you can buy it not in game but like with the money you bought you get from killing monsters or whatever mm-hmm. you can buy little soundtracks to all like almost all of the other final fantasy games wow so i've spent hours in that game just driving around listening to the old soundtracks and you know just hitting my nostalgia button all the time
0: wow that's awesome so i mean like from what you said the story doesn't sound like super original
1: it's not and the uh voice acting for the most part is good there's one guy in it that you have your standard i'm a badass gruff guy you have the cultured refined guy you have the really annoying japanese stereotype that has to be in every movie or game that japan's ever made Mm -hmm. and then you have the standoffish i'm kind of cool protagonist but and then all the side quests are fun but once you actually start doing the story it goes by really quickly there are about four or five chapters that just railroad you to the end how many hours do you have in it so far uh about 60
0: okay So you've already gotten your $60 worth? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So have you beaten the game?
1: I've beaten the story. I haven't played New Game Plus, and I haven't finished their more side quests than I'm honestly probably going to do. I love it when games add in New Game Plus. Yeah.
0: Like, I think that should be standard.
1: It really should.
0: I mean, it adds so much replayability. Like, no matter how they tweak it, if they make it just a little bit harder, or at least you get to carry on all your weapons and and start as a badass on level one. Well,
1: and you might get to, um, you know erase your techniques and play as a different archetypal character yeah yeah like this time i played i didn't use magic at all because honestly i'm not a big fan of the magic in this game mm-hmm. you have to go around and absorb elements from uh, these different places and then really the the fighting uh, system is honestly more reminiscent of a kingdom hearts game than a final fantasy game to me
0: really so it's like real time yeah
1: and I I believe that the last couple have been like this, too. I avoided Final Fantasy 13 because I heard it was just a dumpster fire. And yeah. I couldn't be bothered to spend 60 bucks on it. Mm-hmm. But it seems like that's the way RPGs are going nowadays. You don't ever see a turn-based RPG that's not like some indie game nowadays.
0: Yeah, there's actually, there's only been a few Final Fantasy games that I've even enjoyed. And I know that I'm going to get a lot of shit for this, but 7 is the only one I've ever taken the time to actually beat.
1: You know, I don't know if you're going to get a lot of shit for that, because that's honestly, obviously that's the most popular one.
0: Yeah, but the people who are just like huge Final Fantasy nerds, which I'm a nerd, but... They're Final Fantasy nerds. Yeah. Like that's what they're into.
1: They're like, oh yeah, you're gonna be oh, the popular yeah, one. You poser. Yeah, of course
0: you like Final Fantasy sevens because you're full of shit. Is what you're you like, are.
1: Pff, six is where it's at. Come on now.
0: Yeah, three was really where the one that was only in Japan. That was the yeah. one.
1: Like, I had to import it in here. Yeah,
0: yeah. I had to import it. And it cost 180. I had to learn
1: Japanese for this shit. It,
0: exactly, exactly. Those people are the people who would be like, of course you like Final Fantasy seven,
1: but. Honestly, I I didn't play Final Fantasy VII until about five or six years after it even came out. Mm-hmm. I had to get it on an emulator because at that point I didn't have a, an original PlayStation. Really? Yeah. So,
0: you know what's funny? I, I have I actually have a Final Fantasy VII story kind of. Nice. I went and bought a used copy a few years ago when it hit Greatest Hits mm-hmm. uh, on the original PlayStation. Um I think I had just started driving and I drove myself to GameStop and I, I was like, I saw it. And I was like, Oh shit. I never see this. I'm going to buy it. So I bought it, took it home. I bought it used by the way, because GameStop, you know, yeah. what, what else are you going to do? Um, took it home, um, started playing through the first disc. I was like, this is a different kind of game than I've ever played. I mean, crash bandicoot. It's fast. You press start, you're playing, you're in it. This is a little bit different. There's a lot of story to trudge through. You got to learn everybody's backstories. You got to meet Eris and give her flowers over and over again. If you remember correctly, it was three discs. Yeah. Um, it took me months probably, you know, cause I was in high school or junior high or wherever I was. Um, it took me months to beat that first disc. That second disc didn't work. Oh. I know. I was like shit. And it, it it's at a point where it's um like it jumps your character jumps off screen and that's how the first disc ends.
1: Yeah. Well, fuck everything.
0: Yeah, like I I don't know what to do. Like I'm not going to replay this uh from my last save, which is right. hours and hours ago.
1: Because of course it is. Of
0: course it is. Because
1: I think that was where you actually had to save spaces. It wasn't like quick save. You're done.
0: I, you know what? I honestly I don't remember. But either way, it was something where you had to go and save, uh, yeah. whether it be like at a hotel or you know, or in a menu or whatever. I don't know. It like quick save
1: a, was not even a thing at no, that point. No, no, no. That
0: was like invented in like 2005.
1: <laughs> and now I can't imagine games without it. Not at all. Not at all. Because uh, I'm an adult and I have shit to do. I, I can't, do. I do. I can't just it's be busy. sitting around for three hours like, okay, I know I have to go to work, but I haven't found a goddamn safe space. Uh-huh. Yeah. Just uh, leave uh, this on until I get back.
0: Resident Evil was the worst because you had to have those ink ribbons. Yeah. So not only did you have to carry around ink ribbons or go back to a chest grab one and then take it to a typewriter to save oh like i remember my parents would be like hey we're leaving and i'd be like oh god no like i have no clue where the next typewriter is Uh, i'm out of ammo and like i'm scared out of my mind
1: (laughs) it goes from survival horror to just a just an irritation simulator well that was the
0: horror part is my parents saying it's time to go to bed or it's time to leave and me not having a chance to save And that's why I still try to talk to Melissa about it. Like, she'll be like, hey, let's go do this. And I'm like, you can't pause a multiplayer game, babe. Yeah. You can't. I got to finish this.
1: That's one of the reasons I've never gotten into multiplayers or mobile or anything like that because uh-huh. I have a life. I have stuff I got to do. I can't just dedicate two hours or whatever to a game without a possibility of being able to at least pause it and go do something else.
0: So one of the books that I picked up over the break, if you want to call it that, um it came out on December 28th and is the Love is Love uh anthology that is benefiting the uh Equality Florida Institute. A lot of different creators uh contributed to it. Gail Simone is on there. Uh Paul um, Dini? What what else did he do?
1: He did Batman the Animated Series. Really? Yeah. Ooh.
0: All right. Uh, I was wondering cuz one of the one of the the stories had a very uh, artistic style that I kind of recognized. And i I think that was it.
1: Uh, Jonathan Hickman.
0: Hickman. Yeah.
1: Brian, Michael Bendis, you know, Case's favorite author.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Jim Lee. Mike Carey,
1: Curtis Wiebe, my favorite author right now. Patton Oswalt's in there. Yeah. There are a lot of big names. I mean, yeah.
0: And they all donated this, um, for this project. And this is put out by IDW. Um, with uh, a lot of contributions from DC, yeah, um, a lot of DC characters in this, uh, including Apollo, Batman, Harley, Poison Ivy,
1: Supergirl, Midnighter.
0: Oh yeah. Uh, well, I said Apollo. I should have said Apollo and Midnighter. They kind of go as a pair. Yeah. Green Lantern, isn't it? I mean, this is just a great little book, and it's all about um, either dealing with LGBT issues or um, the whole shooting directly. The whole shooting directly. Yeah. Um, like I, I gotta admit, like within the first few pages I, I, I got teary eyed. I mean this is some heavy, heavy emotional stuff. It really
1: is. And there are some I thought missed the mark, but for the most part they are really well done. And the ones that that are do it really well, it's a punch to the heart. It yeah. really is. I don't I don't really get emotional when I'm reading comics. There are a good four or five stories that had me legitimately choked up.
0: Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, it's it's just great to see this many people come together for a cause. You know, the, uh, if I'm remembering correctly, the equality Florida Institute, um, what they do is they actually represent, uh, LGBTQ people in courts. Florida tries to pass some sort of law against LGBTQ, uh, rights. This is an organization that, that helps them with representation.
1: So, uh, do we have one in Texas because uh, they're trying to pass a bathroom bill? Oh,
0: what bullshit is that? I, I saw that today. Um, it's SB6, and I've actually already called Lieutenant Dan Patrick. He's our lieutenant governor. Uh, lieutenant I, I actually Dan. called his office today. Lieutenant Dan, I ain't got no leg. No, that anyway. I actually called his office today because uh, they were looking for input on SB6, and I called and was, you know, vehemently opposed.
1: Well, I mean, even if you set aside the moral... You know, outrageousness of this. Just from a purely economic standpoint, it's yeah. a dumbass move. Yes, it is. Because what is it? North Carolina lost upwards of, I think it was like six hundred thousand jobs, something like that.
0: Oh, it, incalculable. Because I mean, there were also people who didn't swing through the state on tours, uh, famous big arena filling tours. I mean, that's money coming into your state. Like, at losing. this point,
1: I'm. If it passes, I might as well not go to Comic Palooza. Yeah. Because no one's gonna be there. Yeah. Gonna have friggin' uh, Ethan Van Syver, and that's about it.
0: <laughs> I'm gonna laugh like I know who that is. <laughs> who is it?
1: Uh he was an artist on Green Lantern and um a Trump supporter. He seems like a decent enough guy, but you know at this point I'm really trying to see the other side because we need dialogue, but every at a certain point and I think it's just because of how goddamned awful everything has been lately. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. It's really hard for me to not just be like, "You guys are all assholes." Yeah, yeah. I,
0: I'm in the same. I'm in the same boat right there with you.
1: But that kind of just pisses on what we're just talking about with the love is love is love is love. Yeah, you know. So, yeah. I think it's really interesting because, say, 15, 20 years ago, this book doesn't come out. No, not at all. So it does give me a bit of hope. I mean, I know there's like we just talked about it, there's going to be a North Carolina style. Bathroom law trying to be enacted in Texas. But unlike, you know, say 10 years ago, there is a really vehement outcry against it. So it gives me hope that at least the younger of our country is moving towards progressivism. So I don't want to say we have to just wait it out because we do have to fight and do things. But eventually we're going to win this fight history is going to show that we're in the right yeah
0: like i don't know of any time in history where a whole society has stepped backwards and then stayed there and survived there you know like there's been countries that have stepped back and then gone away (laughs) you know rome for instance
1: and nero fiddled while rome burned
0: yes like, I was actually thinking of that, compl- like, the other day. Trump is basically, like, that crazy person that became Caesar because they got popped out of the right vagina. Yeah. But, no, I, I love everything about this Love is Love uh, anthology, and it's only nine ninety nine. Like, you really can't beat that, be and all the proceeds go to that institute, the Equality Florida Institute. Um, great read. Um, I'm going to be really proud to keep this on my shelf and show it off and loan it to friends.
1: I really hope it brings non-comic fans to see some of the characters that are in it because Midnighter and Apollo is one of my favorite books coming out right now. Mm-hmm. And it kind of shows, well, not so much in Love is Love, but Midnighter and Apollo kind of shows, it throws away the normal homosexual stereotype that you, you can't be gay and a badass because yeah. Midnighter is definitely that.
0: Yeah. No, I I love them uh, from their original run
1: uh, all the way up to now. I just picked up um, the second trade of The Authority. The Authority
0: is is definitely the weirdest, most awesome, most original stories.
1: I loved Warren Ellis' run. Mm -hmm. Mark Millar's, I thought, dropped off a little bit, but I thought it was still really good.
0: Yeah, and... um...
1: Isn't that always the way, though? Warren Ellis starts something fantastic, gives it to somebody else who drops the ball. (laughs) I'm looking at you, Moon Knight. God damn it. I love that comic until somebody else took over.
0: I saw Moon Knight number one.
1: Oh, it's just another reboot. I mean, first... I
0: was going to say, didn't they just do one for Moon Knight?
1: They did. Warren Ellis did it, and it was fantastic. And then he either got bored and quit, or his run, his contract was up or whatever. And they gave it to somebody else, and then it just fell off.
0: Okay, so this is where it's falling off? No, this, issue is, one?
1: this is a new reboot after it fell off from Warren Ellis's run.
0: When was Warren Ellis's run? Was that the um, uh, where he was in the mental hospital?
1: Around there, I think. Cuz that
0: was interesting to me. Like issue 1, like you didn't like he was in a mental hospital and you didn't know if he was a hero or not.
1: Yeah, I think that was about where I think that was Warren Ellis's run. Can't remember exactly where he stopped. Okay. But that's about where I stopped reading. Oh, yeah. So I'm a huge Warren Ellis fan.
0: You're in a zombie apocalypse. You have one weapon and it's not a gun. What is it? Like a scythe. A car. Grenades.
1: Like a flare gun, maybe. <laughs> Piranhas. <laughs> <laughs> bat. A bat? Baseball bat.
0: Hands down. Machete.
1: It's obviously a lobo. <sighs> uh,
0: loppers. Slingshot. <gasps>
1: Yeah. Like a ground-mounted slingshot that shoots bricks. Catch the seven deadly questions on The Basement on a Hill. Hear all new episodes every Tuesday. The Basement on a Hill. Horror and comedy for people who hate horror comedies. back um did you see Rogue One? I have I actually was able to make time to do that because I did too
0: so we can talk about it I'm excited yay I haven't really got to to talk to anybody about it yet and I unfortunately I, I actually saw it after Carrie Fisher passed away
1: that must have been heartbreaking
0: it really was it really was um what did you think about the movie just like your general thoughts on it
1: Obviously, I th- think it was the darkest Star Wars movie that they've ever made. It
0: was really different. Like not, not having the scroll was kind of weird for me.
1: I th- I think that's your first uh, hint that this isn't your normal Star Wars movie. It, yeah, and I think it's kind of a show uh, indication that Disney knows that their audience has grown up a bit. Oh, you yeah. think so? I mean, obviously the. Is still a toy making machine. I think the main trilogy that they're going on is still going to be, you know, your traditional Star Wars. I think the these one off anthologies are going to be places where they can explore a little bit, be maybe be a little bit darker and gritty.
0: I hope so, because that's how this really struck me. Because um, I went into this thinking that they were going to kind of maybe spark a whole new kind of trilogy. I thought it was
1: going to be like kind of a heist movie, you know, if we're going to steal the plans to the Death Star guys.
0: Yeah. And then it would be the end and it would end on a happy note because episode four happened, which technically nope. was a big, you know, yeah. uh, blow against the empire. But, um, lo and behold, that's not really what happened. No. So I have to admit, I really like this movie. The first 45 minutes 50 minutes really boring
1: i could definitely see that
0: like i was I, I i was getting distracted like melissa was was next to me in the theater and i just kept like
1: hey what are you doing i'm watching this tremendous screen in front of me yeah
0: yeah and we saw it like on imax too so like it was gigantic but it i I don't know, just that first part, uh, there was a lot of emotions and a lot of explaining stories and a lot of saying people's names once and then never mentioning them again.
1: (laughs) I mean, okay, it was kind of cool. It's like, oh, it's powered by Kyber. What is Kyber? Mm -hmm. I know because it powers the Jedi's lightsabers and I've read some of the books that are no longer canon. Yeah. And I've played the games that are no longer canon. How sad is that? I know, right?
0: I mean, they're all still there and we can enjoy them, but it's just so sad that all that knowledge that I used to have is no longer valid. Like, and the little things that pop up in my head while I'm watching the movie, like, I'm hey, like,
1: was- "Oh, yeah,
0: oh no, that's not like that anymore. Son of a bitch. Yeah.
1: But then you have Jimmy Smith so it's like, oh, the prequels did still happen. God yeah, damn it. Medi- those
0: are canon. still exist.
1: Son of a bitch.
0: <laughs> I, I really hope that, that Disney puts out another version of episode one and they just cut that little bit out. Just, just, no just, don't, even, just don't mention that. Yeah, no. And and cut out the part about uh, Anakin not having a father. Like, just, just
1: pretend that... I don't need him to be space Jesus. Yeah, just pretend that, like, she fucked
0: some random guy like yeah. outside Watto's junkyard. I mean, just like, you got to make some matter. extra credits on the side. Right. But the fact that she doesn't just admit it and we just yeah. be like, yes, you're a bastard child. Um, I think that's why he became Darth Vader. I really. mean, Religions
1: are made by women who really stick with their story. Yeah, that was mean. I'm sorry, Christians. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's okay. Christians are known for their thick skin. No, but Rogue One, uh, I really liked it, but honestly, to me, the the last like forty five minutes were really like where the meat of it was for me. That's where I woke up and started paying attention, where the action started happening.
1: I, I can definitely see that. Although for me i I want to know more about Saw Mm-hmm. What happened to him? How he got his legs blown off? Because I've seen a couple episodes of Star Wars Rebels. Yeah, and he's in it. Kind of makes me want to see the rest of it, but I know they're not going to show him getting his legs blown off or probably
0: not in the, in the, in the cartoon, becoming no, probably a, not
1: becoming a, you know, pretty much a terrorist. Let's, let's be honest. Here. Yeah. Just yeah. because he's on our side doesn't mean he's not a terrorist, mm-hmm. but so I'm interested in seeing that. I'm interested. I'd be kind of interested in seeing how KSO2 became KSO2 f- from the Imperial droid. Alan Tudyk stole this movie.
0: He was amazing. He was almost all of the humor. Um, I loved him as KS.
1: And he took one right through the chest, just like you did with Wash.
0: Uh, you know what? And I hope that, I hope that hurts Case. Like, Hurt ho- me. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it, shiny was, it was very sad, and I, I was not expecting that. And whenever I saw it happen, um, then we are going to get into some spoilery stuff here in a second. Um, whenever I saw that happen... I was like, oh, shit. Oh, that's okay. He's just a robot. They'll just go and fix him like, so he can be in the next one. And then... Yeah. Nope. <laughs> nope. That didn't happen.
1: There is no next one. They said there was not going to be a sequel. They fucking meant it.
0: Yeah. Uh, and what did you think about them using the Death Star, uh, like, partially?
1: Um, I didn't mind it so much. I felt, honestly, at that point, I was so... Far into the Uncanny Valley with Grandma Tarkin. I didn't even pay it a second thought. Yeah. I, I thought that it was, was interesting. fucking creepy as shit.
0: Yeah. I mean, I didn't mind it. They didn't really have much of a choice. I swear to
1: God, they better not do that in episode nine with Leia.
0: We'll talk about it. Because <laughs> uh, apparently, um, episode eight, she already did her filming. Yes. Yeah. I did hear that but then apparently she was supposed to be really important in episode 9. Yeah, that's what I heard. So whenever she passed away, um they 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 had like the brain trust, like the Star Wars brain trust get together to like help fix the episode 9 story. Which I mean, it definitely sucks that Princess Leia died, that Carrie Fisher died. Um but at the same time, like shit, like your whole story was wrapped up around her. Yeah. In episode 9? I don't know Uh,
1: and that kind of just makes me even more sad because you know she was going to be a complete badass in that movie too yeah
0: like you were finally getting to see her unleash the the way you did like Darth Vader at the end of this movie yeah Um, which how badass was Darth Vader's castle
1: yeah and it was finally nice to see him be Darth Vader again instead of this bitchy little man child screaming no and crushing everything because yeah yeah
0: before I even went and saw it, um, I actually heard some advice on the internet that, that really came in handy, um, because some people said when Darth Vader said his lines, it doesn't seem like Darth Vader.
1: He, I felt like he had a sense of humor still.
0: It's at least it, on a little he bit. He had more personality,
1: which is weird though, because it goes straight into Episode Four.
0: Straight into it, like minutes. Yeah. <laughs> like, um. So yeah, it maybe it, it he's it just, just like weird. that
1: with subordinates, because it's like no one will ever believe you.
0: Yeah, but it's just it's just funny to see Darth Vader having a little bit of sarcasm in his voice. Yeah, like he's Don't all very choke on your ambition. Yeah, exactly. Like,
1: Darth Vader made a joke. All right. Yeah, as he's force choking somebody. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, what was his name? Uh Krennic? Was that
0: the the guy with the white cape? Yeah. Yes.
1: Did you find his lisp distracting?
0: No, I, I didn't even notice.
1: He, it felt like he had a speech. Like when he got really angry, it seemed like he had a really pronounced lisp to me.
0: Maybe your ears have a lisp.
1: Sure, why not? Yeah,
0: Grand Moff Tarkin though. The CGI on his face, I didn't think it was horrible. Um, I definitely noticed. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, but at the same time, I knew he was dead. Melissa didn't notice that Grand Moff Tarkin was obviously a CGI character, which is great because that's what Disney was going for. Yeah. You know, um, I noticed because I know that that guy's dead. It has been dead. For, for a while, yeah. Like like, a decade. Yeah, if not longer. I thought he died in like 88 or something like that.
1: It's been a while. Yeah. I mean, he looked like he was on Death's was Door. Was it Peter Cushing? Yeah. yeah. I mean, he looked like he was on Death's Door in the original trilogy. He looked evil as shit. Yeah.
0: Sunken eyes. I mean, like, yeah, he looked He looked like a, a the most evil cancer victim yeah. you've ever seen. Um, but And I think they did a fairly good job of, of remaking him.
1: So do you think that's... Stuff like that is going to turn us into a post actor society. They're just going to CGI everything and have people do the voice.
0: Yes and no. I
1: mean, how did they do that? Was that like sound bites from him, or
0: you know? What? Actually, I didn't even think about how they did, they did have his a voice. voice actor. Um, I I have no clue how they did his voice. They just did have Jim voice. Cummings
1: come in and do it because he does everything.
0: Yeah. Uh, no, but uh, they basically just put a a a mask over the um. The actor who played him but how they did his voice I, I actually have no clue yeah um that'll be great to see once the
1: extended edition yeah special but, features and stuff
0: exactly because at the very end of the movie I, I guess we're we're deep into spoiler territory now but at the very end of the movie you do see a glimpse of a very young princess leia honestly like i i kind of started tearing up a little bit in the theater um simply because uh carrie fisher had just died like a day or two before I saw the movie.
1: Yeah.
0: So seeing her on screen again brought out all kinds of like, holy crap, she's never going to be in another Star Wars. Um, after you eight, know, after yeah. eight,
1: I I have a feeling I'm going to just start ugly crying in the theater once eight stars and she gets back on. The oh screen. yeah, yeah,
0: snot and everything. I do not No apologies. I. Uh,
1: it's going to be a rough month for me. My uh, wife got this geek girl calendar. And January is Princess Leia, so every month I'm gonna like checking off something to on the to do list. It's gonna be Princess Leia's picture right there, like holding a flower to towards I think is either BB Eight or R two D two, and I'm just like, oh,
0: yeah. Did Did you happen to see anything about Carrie Fisher's funeral? I heard she was buried in like a giant Prozac pill. Yes, like how great is that? I mean, like it seems weird. If you don't really know anything about Carrie Fisher, you think that she'd want to be buried in like a starship or some shit. But like, that's not really what she associated with. Yeah, Star Wars happened and it was a big thing in her life. But she had a a very interesting
1: life. Well, and she was a very big mental health advocate. Uh huh. And she's very open. She had bipolar disorder, and I think you know anxiety and depression issues.
0: That she had substance abuse issues that she's very vocal about.
1: I mean, uh, it got to a point where John Belushi had to tell her to get off the Coke.
0: Yeah, like, how crazy is that? But no, that's, that's. Uh, she was a very strong woman, and uh, she's going to be remembered for a really long time. Um, the Prozac pill was just perfect, though. Uh, it, but it it was kind of odd seeing her brother look kind of sad holding this yeah. this giant Prozac pill. It looks like the, the world's biggest suppository. Like if Jabba the Hutt was really like stuffed up and like he just couldn't yeah. go number two, this is what he would get shoved up his ass—like a big suppository.
1: Or Carrie Fisher could just choke him to death, and then that should probably evacuate everything.
0: Well, yeah, I mean you could go that way too.
1: God, I'm gonna miss her. Yeah.
0: Hey, do something really sweet for Carrie. Say, say something super sweet, super sweet, Mike. Right now, go, go. Say it, go. Say it, Mike.
1: Okay, uh, give me a sec. <laughs> Um more so than being Princess Leia, her efforts with mental health and her openness and her vulnerability it helps people like me who struggle with anxiety and depression and you know people who struggle with substance abuse know that there is hope you can get through this, mm-hmm. and I think more so than being a you know a fictional princess on t v as much of a badass as it is, I think that should be her legacy the fact that she worked so tirelessly to make things better for other people
0: yeah um, i'm not gonna add anything to that It was very well said sir george lucas ruined my life i mean that in the nicest possible way and now People are still asking me if I knew Star Wars was going to be that big of a hit. Yes, I knew. We all knew. The only one who didn't know was George Lucas.
1: We kept it from him.
0: In politics this week, um, obviously there's a lot going on. Um, We had a shooting just, just today in Florida. At an airport. And,
1: you know, everybody's sitting there thoughts and prayers and not a goddamn thing else.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, there will not be any kind of conversation about gun control, especially with this political climate. Um,
1: And, in fact, the shooter was a brown person, so obviously nothing's wrong in there. We just need the brown people out.
0: um, Yeah, he was Hispanic, so it's just one more reason to build that super unaffordable, useless wall.
1: That we're going to have to pay for. Yeah,
0: yeah, it came out today. And Mexico
1: will pay us back.
0: At some point. So let's explain what's going on. So Trump tweeted out that uh, the media is lying about the wall because they don't, they're not reporting that Mexico is going to pay us back at some point. He doesn't mention when he, they're going to pay us back or what they're going to pay us back with.
1: And not that Vicente Fox basically told him to go fuck himself again.
0: Yeah, I, which I couldn't believe. Well, the first time that he told him, I'm not going to build your fucking wall, I was like, oh, okay, well, that was just a gaffe, but it was really funny. But and no. he,
1: he tweeted again, I'm not going to pay for your fucking wall. Yeah.
0: I mean, he spelled fucking wrong. But he, yeah, the sentiment was no, there. That was
1: first language. Like, he kind that of is slack. true.
0: I got to remember that. All these people are twice as smart as me because <laughs> they know two languages, and I only know the one. That's uh, a
1: failing of our educational system.
0: But something else happened that I really did want to talk about. Unfortunately, because of the political climate, because Republicans took the House and the Senate and the presidency, uh, because Democrats. For some reason, just don't decide to vote. They have the votes now to repeal Obamacare, um, which, whether you like it or not, it's a horrible thing that they're no, going to repeal They're going to
1: replace it with something great.
0: At some point. Again, this is one of those things where they're going to repeal this law, take health care away from 22 million people, and then one day in the future, they're going to fix it.
1: Well, are they supposed to... Delay the actual repeal for two years while they think of a plan. They
0: they can repeal it parts at a time because there are uh, dates that are set in stone. Like they can't take your health insurance away, but they can stop you from getting it again once your your contract runs out. Um, so yes, it, it will be there will be a little bit of a lag on people falling off. And then, but but you're also taking it away from all the new people who can't sign up anymore. Uh, it, it's just an outrageous thing to repeal. Healthcare without having another plan in place like the very first thing they did the senate did was was vote uh for a repeal and it unfortunately it passed 51 to 48 which i think if i'm not mistaken that's right down party lines
1: yeah pretty much
0: uh but i mean they've been trying to repeal this law since 2010 when, uh, it, when it was in, introduced
1: and i think this is this is probably super petty of me but trump voters y'all should volunteer to be the first ones to lose your health care because this is your fucking fault
0: Yeah, I want to say that too. I want to be angry, and I want to be like, okay, if if you want the wall, Trump voters pay for the wall, right? You know, if you want to repeal health care, lose your health care first. If you if you want Planned Parenthood to go away, then you shouldn't be able to use any of their services. You know, I I do kind of feel like that, but yes, it's very petty and it's very wrong.
1: Yeah, and I'm really trying to. Get away from that because it just contributes to the climate that we're in right now. That's my knee-jerk sentiment is like, you're going to cause people to die in the thousand. And you don't fucking care because the people are lining your pockets. They use the ACA as basically their scapegoat. Yeah. So I'm really curious to see after Obamacare gets repealed, if they're going to stop that or if it was complete bullshit anyway. It's
0: bullshit. It's complete bullshit. I mean, you have insurance adjusters jacking the price up simply because, the, and this is the excuse they use, is Obamacare. Yeah. It's like Obamacare is just destroying, it, it's just raising all these prices. You set the price. Like, Obamacare has nothing to do yeah. with how much you set the price for.
1: If more of their, uh, you know, more of his policies got implemented, they would have actually brought the prices further down. Okay. I mean, we have multiple pe- employers that, have altered the way they cover their employees. Say, if a spouse can possibly get health care at a different job, they can't be covered under another spouse's health care. Say, no matter if, say a husband is working for a company who has really great health care. The wife works for a company that does not have as good a health care. She is now forced to take that health care instead of being on her husband's plan because they say the ACA made it too expensive to cover people that can get be coverage elsewhere, and I'm interested to see what the next scapegoat's going to be. Because you know, goddamn good and well, they're not going to change anything. That oh, could you save the hey, money.
0: Oh no, insurance costs don't go down. It just it doesn't no. happen. Like I don't I don't know of any time where all of a sudden I'm like, oh look, I've got an extra hundred twenty dollars on my paycheck. Wonder what happened. Yeah. Oh, my insurance went down. Yay. Like it's never, never that.
1: No, the only way that's happening is if we go full Bernie and have universal health healthcare. Which in with this country, DC
0: looking the way it is, no, nope. no, that's not going to happen. Well, even
1: in a democratic, you know, a Democrat controlled old government, that's not going to happen because big insurance has is in the pockets of people on both party lines.
0: Yeah, I agree with that, but it it, it also has something to do with. I think if Democrats saw an opening for something like that, I'd like to think that they would go for it. I
1: would really hope so.
0: I mean, but it also depends on who you're calling a Democrat. You know, like a lot of Democrats are moderates. Yeah. You know, I mean, they're not they're not as leftist as we would like them to be. They're not as progressive as we would like them to be.
1: Despite Fox News's, you know, frothing. <laughs> well,
0: Fox News froths. That's just what they do. But, and it's sad, because we're saying goodbye to Obama. Um, There's only 14 days left as of today.
1: And the way we're going to do it is by pissing on his legacy.
0: Yeah, part of it. But I actually saw a a, a video, and I think this is one of the reasons that, that... president obama is going to go down to history as one of our stronger presidents even though he does have flaws and i'll admit he has flaws he's not the perfect president well he
1: had to be the perfect president to be considered even average just because of his skin color
0: yeah but i saw a video of him on vox and and he was talking about how irresponsible it is for republicans to basically strip people of their health insurance through the aca without having a, a another plan which is amazing to me that the republicans haven't come up with another plan they've been trying to repeal this for six years um almost seven and i mean until it's what, upwards time, of 50
1: times they've tried to repeal it i, I no. want to say
0: it's way higher than that i want to say it's in the 80s um but over all that time they haven't thought to make another plan
1: i don't know if they ever thought they were going to get this far
0: i think that's part what it is i think this is the dog that chases the car and then they get the car and they're just like i don't know what to do with this car you know like all i've ever been trained to do is chase this thing
1: and now it's seeing reverse lights for the first time
0: <laughs> yeah uh so i i don't know how that's going to play out the video shows obama basically saying it's irresponsible for you to repeal and replace uh, repeal without a replacement but if you come up with a better replacement that third-party groups agree with me is a a better route than Obamacare, I will help you. I will promote your idea, and I will come out in favor of it. Like, how great is that? He's like, I will intentionally destroy my own legacy if you can help American people.
1: You're putting people before party. That's a novel fucking concept. Who would have thought? Yeah, I mean... That the president's trying to be a public servant. Wow. Thinking of someone other than himself. That's what you replaced with Trump. Think about that.
0: It's just, it's what you want to see in a politician. It's like, I don't care about me or my legacy. I want to do this for the American people so that people have insurance and can get healthcare at affordable prices.
1: I'm going to miss him.
0: I, I know. And, and, What's sad for four is that years until
1: Michelle takes the White House.
0: <laughs> I, you know what? I, If she wants it, I'd vote for her. Uh, like, I mean, if, if enough people can vote for Trump with having absolutely no government experience, sure. Let's do it. Let's try Michelle. She at least has some experience. Yeah,
1: I mean, at least she studied law. She knows something. She, yeah,
0: she knows something about the Constitution. I mean, her husband is a constitutional lawyer. Yeah. Something is rubbed off. I really can't say the same thing about Trump. I I can't speak for what Melania's taught Trump over the years, but I doubt it's constitutional law. And I think there's a there's a reckoning coming um, when all of these uh, rural uh, Republican voters who voted for Trump as a as a as an agent of change, uh, for instance, um, coal miner benefits for black lung are a part of the ACA. Whenever the ACA goes away, all the black lung benefits go away. So black lung benefits also include um, coal miner spouses, which previously... Did not. I, I don't think it did.
1: I don't think so either.
0: Um, so with the ACA, that if even if it's a small amount, it's $500 a month because your husband passed away prematurely from black lung, that was
1: help. Or, you know, the... Uh... 500 pound Trump supporter with diabetes mm-hmm. goes trying to try get insurance says oh you have a pre-existing condition go fuck yourself
0: yeah yeah
1: so and have I mean, fun and that's with what that.
0: insurance companies do so Trump has said that he does want to keep that so
1: at this point I don't know un- I don't know what the fuck to believe with Trump because mm-hmm. he changes his mind every five minutes yeah he changes. The, the only thing he is consistent on is his opinion of himself that's it
0: yeah he changes his mind like other people breathe. I mean, we just never know. Um, damn it. I, I wanted to stay away from Trump. <laughs> but he just, he he permeates everything he touches and rots it from the inside. Like
1: orange cancer.
0: Uh, I've been calling him Cheeto in chief because it rolls off the tongue quite it well. It does.
1: Well, on that kind of sobering note, yeah. um, this has been your episode of Nerds on the Left. If you want to see the video of Obama basically putting country before self is on our facebook page at facebook.com slash nerds on the left which you should also like you can follow us also on twitter mike
0: mike bro we're on twitter we're on instagram we're on tumblr are we on snapchat we're probably on snapchat are we on linkedin sure whatever friendster myspace facebook what else is there google plus
1: no one's on google plus anymore we are really
0: no probably not (laughs) Dude, I, 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 every time I see a social network, I just sign up. It's like, whatever. Let's do it.
1: At nerds on the left. <laughs> <laughs> We're really easy to find if you're looking.
0: Along with following us all on social media, it's a really big thing for podcasts uh, to open themselves and to move ups closer on the iTunes charts, is throwing us a review on iTunes. Uh, Five star, if we deserve it, four if you hate us. But five star, if we deserve it, it makes a big difference. It helps us reach new people, uh, share our posts, if you find them funny or amusing or informational. Informational? Is that a word? Informative? Informative. I like it. Mike, you should make a language. You're good at it. I'm still working on English. (laughs) Okay, that's fair. Alright, so for this episode of Nerds on the Left, I'm Rodney. I'm Mike. And we'll see you next time.
1: May the force be with you.
0: Keep it nerdy. I
1: miss you, Carrie.